Hello and welcome back to the Megan Till Midnight Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Roshak. In today's show, I talk with Sam DeSavo, or you may know her on Instagram as Marketing with Sam. We had a chat about how she got involved with social media marketing and how you can utilize social media for your business or for your side hustle. We talked about what to do if you're looking to get into the industry, how to up your own social media game, and what type of content to create during this time. I know that has been a big question on a lot of people's minds, so we do have an answer for you in the episode. Also, we talked about how to utilize video and how to keep a cohesive Instagram feed. I know those are two other big things in social media that a lot of people have questions on, so those questions will be answered in the episode. I know you guys will absolutely love her insight. I had a great time chatting with her, so let's just jump right into it. Getting started, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of what you do. smaller business-sized businesses and we handle all their social media accounts and that comes down to content creation, we handle SEO, we do photography, videography, on scene, we create graphics, like we, we do everything that you can think of when it comes to social media marketing and we're like a, we're a team of about, I think I make the fifth person of the team. What led you to doing that and being involved in the group? Yeah, so I started off as a personal trainer. Uh, I was probably, I probably had just turned of age to become a personal trainer when I did because I loved fitness and all that. And at the time, I was making lots of content because I was trying to get um, clients. And But I didn't even know I was making content at the time. Like, I was just doing it. Mm-hmm. And, like, looking back now, I know I was making content. But, like I said, at the time, I didn't know that. So then after that, I got out of personal training and just focused on college. And at the time, I was going to college for business administration because that's what every average kid goes to school (laughs) for if they don't know what they're going to school for. Yeah. (laughs) And my mom was like, what about real estate? Like, you'll still be able to work for yourself. And I think, like, you'll like it. You'll be your own own boss. You can create your own schedule. And I was like, all right. So while I was in college, I started doing real estate classes became a realtor and then I was wicked struggling being a realtor like it's it's a hard like anyone that does real estate young good for you you're a hustler and I know I hustle but it's like a whole different ball game and so with real estate what I enjoyed doing was like again trying to promote myself making the graphics making the videos like getting my name out there and then I realized like I'm not that bad at this like I know I have something here that I could go with so basically I gave myself like I'm I do not quit like anything like I'm so like persistent with like completing a goal so I was like okay I'm gonna do real estate until I sell at least one house like I need to sell one house and at that point I can decide whether I want to be in it or if I want to leave it so I did that and I was super super proud of myself that I sold one freaking house because it took me so long and then once I did I was like yeah this is still not for me (laughs) but then I went with what I was good at which was social media marketing and I realized I was good at it from real estate so I'm very blessed for that opportunity and then after that point I navigated and I did social media marketing on my own for a small business and then after that point I landed a job 
Nice. And I completely get that where it's like, if you are going to try something, like you're going to all the way try it. Like, it's like, I got to really see if this is for me or not. I know there's been like certain things that I've done that I'm like, you know, like, let's just, let's really feel it out. And then like through internship experiences, stuff like that, that I figured out, you know, these are the things I like to do. These are the things I definitely don't like to do and do not want to do all the time. Yeah. yeah. For sure. I would <laughs> Yeah, because it's definitely important to find out each of those things. Mom always told me that my list of what I don't want to do is way longer than my list of what I want to do. <laughs> but then it's good. You're super specific and you're very, like, then set with what you want to do. Uh, what are your favorite aspects of what you do? So I think what, so for social media marketing, it's it can be a challenge because there's so much that goes into it. Like, you handle so many parts of business and... I love that because it's always being switched up, but my point being here is that I think the team that I work for, we all really complement like each other's skills very well. So like someone on my team might be really good at content creation versus someone else might be really good at photography. Like we all really complement each other, so we, we create a really strong foundation for each other. And then I think social media marketing is awesome because you can work remotely for the most part visit other businesses and you get to like kind of make your own schedule in your own set in your own way I know clients kind of make a schedule for you because you have to get all that work done but still in the same sense like I get to be my own like person like I get to stay home with my dog (laughs) no that's definitely nice uh I know with this whole transition when everyone's kind of freaking out working from home for the first time you probably have like a handle on it where it's like okay like I got this yeah like I try to explain that to some of my clients too and some like people that follow me on Instagram like it's okay guys this is my life all the time (laughs) yeah like I've been handling it so you can too I know like I've had roles that were super remote and then it's like oh occasionally maybe like I'll go to headquarters or like have meetings with people in real life but like some of it was really independent and then I'm currently in roles now where I'm super like in the office and have a place to go so this transition has been like interesting to have those roles moved online um but everyone's just adjusting and I think like every day it gets a little bit easier I know that's what I'm finding at least as far as being able to keep a schedule but for people that are looking to go into social media marketing, other than kind of knowing exactly what they want to do versus don't want to do, what would you recommend doing and how can someone prepare for that type of role? So my advice for people that want to get into this kind of business is honestly have a good chunk of skills. Like I had my first chunk of marketing skills like the understanding of marketing from the first couple college classes like marketing one-on-one classes and that has helped me so much with understanding the principles behind like the psychology of marketing so I would say if you wanted to get into this business you need to have some basic understanding of how to sell to people and how to get your message across to the consumers. Yeah, I definitely would say messaging is a big thing. I know I'm currently in courses for public relations, so 
all we talk about is what are your key messages? Break those down per audience. Now break those down again to why you're saying those key messages. messages. And it's all about like the strategies and the tactics behind all of that, which I think on the surface level, people don't necessarily realize. They just kind of see like the pretty end of the marketing campaign, but they don't realize like there's so much. Yeah. And like all the research as well. So if you're more of a data-driven person, I would head to that route. And then I think a little bit more advice for people that want to become, if, say if they want to start their own agency, is start small, like small as in start cheap. And I hate to say that, but you're going to look back at your work from this time when you first start and be like, yikes, like that was kind of rough. So like just take the first few clients as a learning experience and just build your portfolio out. That would be like my advice for that because like sure you might be selling yourself short quote unquote but at the end of the day you're building your portfolio and it's basically like an internship for your own business i think that's great advice to always just kind of start with the basics and then work your way up from there Mm because it would suck to i guess maybe take on a client that you're not necessarily ready for and then have it kind of go downhill right away where it's like if you can kind of practice and maybe do like yeah, practice. That's the best advice. I think like networking is probably huge too just being able to I mean get your name out there obviously but then have yeah. like those kind of more personal connections where people have heard about you from someone else that they know yeah we definitely like me and my team we go to a lot of networking events like around the area when we can like not during COVID obviously mm-hmm. is what I'm saying so like that's like been kind of rough there's been like online networking events that some of us have gone to it's just not the same yeah i'm gonna have a conference that i'm doing in like june which they'll have like networking sessions like worked into the schedule so i'm interested to see like how they operate that or how they facilitate it i just can think that it does get a little weird when it's like you have a screen of how many little video chats happening where it's like, how do you really, I guess, make super meaningful connections with one of those little blocks? And I'm sure it happens, yeah. but it, it is know, trickier to navigate. Like, do, you, do you talk over people? Do you have 10 seconds to introduce yourself? I don't know. Yeah, so I don't know. I guess I'll see once I'm in the online conference what it'll be like if we're just in like little waiting rooms or how it's going, but... Should be interesting for sure. In your work, what have you seen as far as video? I know that's becoming kind of a huge thing. I know even when I was doing some like sports marketing stuff, I go to conferences and everyone's like, video is king, you have to have video. What do you think is like the importance of video in social media today? Personally, I don't know if you can agree here that I'll if 
I'm scrolling down their Instagram feed and I see a video of them talking. That's going to be one of the first things that I click on because I want to know what this person's like, if I can relate to them, if like, like just kind of gauge who they are as a person. And I, I think that videos can open you up to that so much more than just a photo can. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that because I know like if I go to like another bloggers page or something like that, I always like click on the videos just because I know, I guess when I'm like reading someone's blog, for example, I'm like reading it in my own voice, but then it's like, okay, what do they sound like? And like, what would, I guess their emphasis be on this word or just kind of getting more of that feel for it. It's almost like when you read a book and like you're making up like the characters in your mind, but then when you actually see the video, it's like, oh, this all comes together now. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I like that. And I think by you showing up on camera, talking to quote unquote your audience, you can bring a lot of value. So either you're educating them or you're entertaining them. And by showing up on camera to do those two things, you stand out as an authority in your business. Because like I said, you're more than just you are the face of your business you you are more than just graphics and pictures and whatever it may be on your pages I completely agree how do you think that bloggers podcasters any type of content creators can really utilize this maybe like what are the best ways to utilize it things to maybe not do as far as utilizing it yes so I think for like like bloggers and podcasters and stuff they're probably one of the main people that should be hopping on to video because for the majority reason I think people listen to or read podcasts because they want to connect with someone they want that they want like I think it's like a virtual friend almost and if like I know what you're like like as a person then I'm going to be more in tune to want to listen to you so the more you show up on video and like be more than just your voice. Be an actual human. Be be personable. People are going to feel like they can connect with you and are going to want to listen in or read in to more of what's going on in your life because they feel like they're a virtual friend with you. And that's all at the end of the day that I think most bloggers want or podcasters want. They want you to feel like you can connect and you can relate and you got to show up as like what you like show up as a full person, just more than a voice, more than a blog. Yeah, I know I definitely find myself more drawn to people that I can kind of get a feel for who they are and I feel like I could have a conversation with them. Yeah, and I think the more that you're more authentic you are and the more real you are as like a blogger or a podcaster, the more you're going to create this awesome audience because I think the, that like, for instance, your style of podcasting, which a lot of people do, um, it falls into the lifestyle category and lifestyle is like that you want to be that person Mm -hmm. almost like you're creating this emphasis of this person that like you want to curate so I think that by showing up on video it's going to help you get that personal connection and to just be real and raw because the more real and raw someone is when I like see them the more that I'm like wow they're cool like they're cool as hell like they can just show up be themselves like that's awesome like I crave that and that craving feeling is that gap, and then that's going to create that that they want to listen to you, because that's what they want to be. Yeah, for sure. And it just adds, I think, so much more value. I know that this is something that I've seen you talk about on your Instagram stories, and a lot of people want to know 
how to keep a cohesive feed on Instagram. So any tips so, you have for that? So I think a lot of people definitely strive for being having that like aesthetic feel to it and like having that cool vibe. But basically it comes down to just sticking sticking to your branding. So I think if you just stick to your brand colors or in your theme, you're gonna naturally create this feel to your Instagram because your brand has already created that quote unquote vibe slash feel to it. And if you just stick with those colors and whatever graphics it may be, if it's around the same like style of stuff, then you're gonna create that aesthetic feel to it naturally and just keep it simple like don't have any like messy graphics on it I hate when I go on and I see like a graphic and it has like like it's like so many words all over it, so many numbers statistics like it's just very busy like I think that's just like anxiety and I'm like mm-hmm. no no I can't but when people have a nice clean like feed like it's just it flows well they stick to their colors they stick to their graphics like they have like a structure to it basically that definitely helps create that vibe yeah I definitely can see what you're saying about some of the graphics it's just kind of like an information overload it's like this should belong in a report not on your Instagram feed like it's just too much a lot to share either do it in video where you're saying it and or break it up into several different like like slides on your Instagram I agree Yeah, like choosing the format I think is so important and I think it's something that can easily get lost if you're just like on multiple platforms because it's like, how can I most effectively communicate this message? Is it through video? Is it through an Instagram post? And I think that's something that I know in one of my previous podcasts I talked about how like I'm continuously thinking about that. It's like, oh, does this belong as a blog or as a podcast? Like, do I want to talk about it or do I want to write about it? And I think when you get those more detailed things, it's like, okay, this is something I could probably talk through. Or maybe it's a longer blog post that then I can really go detail by detail by. So figuring out that. And I know, like you said about the color palette, that makes such a difference. And I know like I've like learned that through my podcast page, like having set colors really does everything. Graphics get way easier to make. You don't have to sit there like tediously looking to be like, what color should like this word be or like this picture and it gets so much easier with a color palette yeah for sure definitely just like like you said it makes it easier it makes it less busy and less work for you to do so at the end of the day why not yeah i think it the intimidating part is probably just doing that and like getting that groundwork done but then after that's done it's way easier to go and like flow through everything because then it's like oh I know exactly what my brand is and I know it but I'm sure then that's why like obviously like having you helps things a lot when you're able to create graphics for people then they don't have to sit there and be like thinking about is it this blue or this blue that represents my brand better because tedious little things like those I know have so much strategy behind them like it's insane it's definitely tedious work at first but then it'll pay off yeah, for sure. And don't be afraid, like you said, to hire out to get that work done. Because sometimes if you sit there with yourself and try to do it, like it's like a headache. But I think sometimes other people outside of you will know what's best. And the thing is, too, people outside of you will know things that it's like you may have not even thought about. I know mm-hmm. there's one podcast page I follow and they just had posted, um, they have an artist that does like all of their graphics. And these graphics are gorgeous, but it's like, 
is that something that maybe they would have thought of on their own? Like, you could probably teach yourself some of the skills, but you're still not going to, like, take it from an outside perspective where sometimes if you're so involved in your brand and, like, so in your own head about what it is, you don't see what the public sees it as. And that's what's going to be really important. Also, on your page, I know that you have talked about different types of content to create. So you have these, like, four pillars that you've talked about, which is the inspirational relatable, educational, transformational, and testimonial. I thought that these were just really, I guess, good categories to take a look at to almost use as like a jumping off point to like brainstorm and come up with content. If we could kind of like go through those and maybe which ones you could see applicable in different situations or which ones you would find very valuable for brands to create. For so sure. Let's start with inspirational. So inspirational content is going to be that little kickstart of motivation for them to embark on this journey that you want them to embark on. So let's use real estate agents, for example. So if I'm a realtor and I want them to embark on this like home buying journey, I'm going to share inspirational stuff to like get them motivated that they can do it, that they got this, and it gives them that little kickstart to get there. So then the next one is relatable. So this kind of goes back to like when we said about the video content. So you want to show up as human, show up as your true authentic self that people can connect with. They can create that virtual friendship with you. And that that's very important because using the real estate agent, again, for example, if I'm a future client and I'm looking at her content or him or his or her content, I want to know that I'm going to be like chill hanging out in the house alone with them. Like it's not going to be awkward. It's not going to be weird. I'm not going to be creeped out. Like I want to know that they're cool ass human that I can go on home, like go on showings Mm -hmm. with. So the next one's educational and this is how, how you're, potential client slash customer can get closer to whatever the goal may be. And this is you solving their pain points. It's giving them little bite-sized bits of information to help them get one step closer to their goals. It kind of keeps them coming back for more because they're getting something from you. It's that value behind your content. And then the last one is transformational slash testimonial. And this is you're showing the end goal, like the clients that have worked with you and got to the end goal of whatever it may be, or this is even yourself getting to the end goal of where you were going and showing that they can do it too. Like this is where I was and where I am now. And if you want to do this too, here's an opportunity. So those are the four most, well, the four content pillars that you want to be posting in. And you kind of need to find what your ideal client enjoys seeing from you but I think it's important to have a mixture of all four of those in like a balanced way almost because each one of those things serves its own purpose for marketing and creating a balanced version of all four of those is going to create like the perfect setting for them to want to buy from you or work with you whatever your your goal may be for sure because you don't necessarily want all of your messaging to just be like one thing to just be educational or to just be 
relatable. Like, they want more value added when you kind of have all of those. Um, When you say pain points, if you could explain kind of what you mean by that and why that's important to identify. Yeah. Pain points is one of those words that, honestly, I think marketers exhaust using. I hear that word, and now I'm that person using it all the time, and I'm like, oh, my God, who am I? (laughs) So a pain point is something that your client or customer is trying to solve, and that's the reason they're coming to you. So let's say, for example, I'm a fitness trainer, and I work with 17-year-old girls. That's my ideal client. So the most important thing here is to find out what your ideal client is, and I can talk about that another day with you guys. But, um, so I know who my ideal client is. She's a 17-year-old girl, and she, her pain point is she lacks self-confidence due to her weight issues. I'm going to come in and help try to solve those pain point issues. So it could be you're beautiful the way you are. That could be solving a pain point that way. Or I could go in here's five diet tips to make you feel more confident in your own skin. Like depending on what way I approach it, but that's how, that's a good example of what a pain point is and how a, a marketer, a social media marketing company wants to come in and try to solve those pain points. For sure. And I know audience breakdown can be tedious, (laughs) to say the least, to define your audience. I think, like, a good place to usually start is, like, looking at, like, demos on your page. So, for example, if you know that your reach is heavily female, and is that who you're trying to target? Is that kind of who you could see your content going towards? Then looking at, like, the age range and seeing, like, oh, does that line up with what I'm putting out? I think that's, like, a good starting point to kind of see if you're going in the right direction and sure i think uh, honestly like instagram has some cool features like like you said looking at the reach and stuff you so you don't have to do all this like crazy marketing research if you don't want to you can basically just go off what instagram is giving you and like you said if that's exactly what you've been trying to target then you're doing a great job if not maybe you need to rework your content to figure out like how i can target the right audience yeah, and to figure out, like, wait, why are these people not showing up but these people are and that type yeah. of thing? I know it's crazy, some of the stats that they give you. I think it's always super interesting to look at. Um, Instagram will give you, like, a top five, like, cities or whatever on, like, business accounts. And it, I always find that interesting to look at, especially on my podcast page, just because... I live in Green Bay, but I have people from, like, all over, and Green Bay is, like, one of the top cities, but not necessarily the top one, which I find really interesting. So you can really attract an audience on those platforms from all over. Yeah, that's kind of, I mean, depending on your business, I think that's pretty awesome that you can connect with people all over the country slash world. Mm Mm-hmm. And I know even, like, podcasting, like, right now we're on a remote setup, obviously, because of what's going on, but it's, like... I live here, you live there. So it's like a video chat would have been the option. So I guess it's really cool to be able to make those connections through social that like yeah, otherwise. I mean, you and I, we met through social media and I think that's pretty cool that like I was even given this opportunity due to social media. But yeah, no, and I'm like, I'm happy that you were able to come on because I know I had been like looking at your page and all your like tips. So I think it's really cool and I think it'll be really beneficial for everyone to kind of see from like your perspective and maybe it'll help them inspire them with some new content ideas because I know it's been a time where a lot of content's getting pushed out because we all kind of have the time to push it out but 
it's also like, okay, I'm pushing on all this content, but then what's the next big idea? What's the next big idea? I know on your website, actually, socialwithsam.com, you have a whole 30 days of content prompts, a little downloadable, which I really liked. I thought it like had a nice guide on what you should be doing. So, I mean, if you guys need any inspo, for sure, check that out. Uh, what do you think during this time is kind of some good content to be creating? I know some creators are kind of stuck, like, should I be just super peppy during this time? Should I be trying to be CNN? Like, what should I be doing here? And I mean, I, I personally think there's a way to find some type of balance, but what do you think is, I guess, maybe some good things to focus on during this time? Yeah, so I think honestly just keeping your audience updated on exactly how you're running your business right in this weird time, I think that is the most important thing that you need to be keeping your audience updated on. And then the other thing is, depending on your business, again, I hate to have to always say that, but it really does depend on every single kind of business, is what can you provide your audience with during this time that would be beneficial to them? So back to the fitness trainer. If you're a fitness trainer, you can offer your audience at-home workouts for free. Like, help your audience out, give, provide them value during this time, and after this is all over, you'll, those results will definitely help you. Like, by doing what you did during this time will definitely help you in the long run. Yeah, and I think for sure now is a time where, like, oh my god, like, anyone that does, like, the fitness lives, I just can see, like, they're, like, able to draw these huge communities to their pages that people are finding out from word of mouth. There was, I was on like a call with Troop the other day and they were talking about this one guy that he'll do like the dance lives and that they're super fun to do. So then I heard from word of mouth a page to check out and I think that those have just been like popping off like crazy, anyone that's doing that. Social media is like wild right now. It's like (laughs) there's so many people on there, it's insane. So I mean, if you're not on social media yet, like definitely get on it. And don't get too overwhelmed that if you're falling a little bit behind, like, like I said, this is a weird time, like, there's so many people on social media, and just make your presence known, keep doing what you're doing, keep plugging away, just don't get too overwhelmed, because, like, you'll figure it out, like, just take it step by step, and after when things go back to normal, people resume their normal lives again, like, things kind of start slowing back down on social media, like, you'll still have that presence, you'll still be good, like, just take it step by step. Yeah, I think that's really good advice to kind of just take a moment to breathe because I know, too, like, I've been scrolling through TikTok, putting, like, a couple things up on there, but that's been, like, the latest beast that everyone has been trying to learn and trying to, like, get their content out on it. Yeah, yeah that is very interesting. Um, I think another good point for what you could do during this whole COVID-19 thing for social media is honestly start experimenting with your content so kind of like what I was saying if you experiment with different kinds of content you're going to find what your audience enjoys the most and this is a great time to be able to put together different pieces of content for your audience to test out it might get a little bit more lost right now in your feed just because there's so many people posting but I think if you try different kinds out and you see where people gauge like oh this one did this one did really well versus this one didn't get as much of a reach 
Yeah, I think that's really a good point, too. I know a lot of people have been doing, at least on Instagram, I've been seeing this a lot, is on the Instagram stories, they've been pulling followers, like, what type of content do you like to see, this or this, and then doing, like, the kind of one selection polls, or the, like, um, you can just, like, respond to the poll with, like, text, and so a lot of people have been doing that, which I think the audience is there. I know my story views have gone up from this whole thing because it's kind of like an endless thing that you can just get stuck in. I know if I watch one Instagram story, I'm probably watching 20. (laughs) Just going to keep clicking through. But I think now is probably the time to to pull your audience and just be like, hey, what do you guys want to hear? Market research. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. I know what people want to see. Or a lot of people also during this time have been trying to, like, up their Pinterest games. I know that's been something I've tried to work on a bit, but that is, again, a whole nother program where trying to figure out, like, analytics on that or, like, how to label things is... It takes some time. It definitely takes some time. Yeah. For sure. Um, I feel like every social media, like, platform, there's so much to learn from each one of them that it can get, like, so exhausting to just try to keep up with it all. But especially for you, like, Instagram and Pinterest are definitely key for your type of business. Yeah, definitely. Like, I I know on the last episode I was like, Pinterest is pretty much the LinkedIn for bloggers. <laughs> like, I think that's yeah. where... It's so true. I mean, you know how many, like, times I'm scrolling on Pinterest and I end up on a blogger and I end up opting into their email list because, like, I wanted something and I'm like, gosh darn it. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm getting all their emails after, like great for them because they did exactly what they were supposed to do but like I get sucked into those things yeah no I feel that or I'll end up to their blogs will lead me to their YouTube channels which is really where I get stuck just like in a dark hole of just like oh they did this like renovation on their house like that's so cool and then I'm like clicking on their DIYs and they're like clothing yeah, hauls that's why video content is important <laughs> Yeah, and then you have to hit subscribe and <laughs> keep up with the notifications. Like, it is crazy, but I don't know. I think, though, it is really cool to see all the content that's being created during this time, too. Like, it can get to be a lot, but it still is cool to see everyone just kind of creating. Like, people are starting up yeah, YouTube channels now. Up. and Yeah, so I don't know. I think it's fun. I know even in the podcast space, I saw someone tweeted. They were like... Amazon just sold out of microphones or something like there's like a waiting list to get a mic and I thought that was hilarious but I'm like it's cool to see a bunch of new people in the space kind of figuring it out so I'm in support of it but (laughs) (laughs) and then you also have your Facebook community if you could chat with us more about that I know that Facebook groups are kind of a really great way to build communities and have a lot of interaction is called Grow Social Media for Business with Sandra Sava. One of my co-workers tells me that's very lengthy. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know how to shorten it to get my point across. So Grow Social Media for Business is basically my platform to connect with small business owners that are looking to grow their social media and connect with like-minded individuals or other people that they can just do business with. We're all in this one platform together I'm sharing my knowledge with them they responded back to one another and kind of they're 
they're gaining knowledge of social media, what they can apply to their own business and hopefully expand their preferred vending list. That really is a perfect place to like facilitate all that networking. Because like you said, like people that are there to help out and then also people that are looking for that and trying to up their social media. So I think that's awesome. Just like growing your business in so many different aspects. So if you're a small business owner, literally of any type, I have from lash ladies to photographers to real estate agents to mortgage lenders to roofers, like you name it, everybody's in it, but everybody can connect on some weird different level. I think it is interesting, though, how also, like, all those industries can sometimes have that overlap. Like, a lot of people need photographers, so if you can connect with someone in that group that is kind of in the same area as you, like, after COVID, maybe you have your lash bar, and you could use some, like, photos for your website. It's, like, perfect and instant connection. I've been finding just so many different connections on social, because during this time, that's kind of where... I've been putting my extroverted networking energy is just kind of getting to know a lot of different people and it is crazy all the overlap and like things in common that you'll find with people. There's so many ways like for instance I'm pretty sure our Facebook group is what brought us together so like my goal is just to do the same thing for other people and then like we're in very different industries too in a, mm-hmm. in a sense but like we could still find that same way to connect with one another. So I think that's that's basically my my goal and just to share my knowledge with everybody else how they can grow their business through social media and how I can help them along the way in any way I can bring value to them. I'm I'm here for it. I just want to be the authority in my own industry just like everybody else does. Yeah, I think that's awesome and it's just it's such a good way to facilitate networking like I cannot stress that enough just all the people that I've met through the Facebook page that we're both a part of and then like other Facebook pages uh it really is crazy how connected everyone is I know even on my last podcast my guest she had done work with an organization I'm a part of (laughs) so like it's just it is so funny to see that and even I was surprised the other day I was on one of my Facebook pages um, that I'm a member of, and I actually met someone that was from Green Bay, and I had just been talking, like, the day before how I'm like, I never meet anyone, like, in the Wisconsin area. (laughs) I was like, oh, but there's a connection right there, so it is so funny. And then, like, we had mutual friends. I don't think I've met anyone from Rhode Island in any other Facebook group. A very small state. Yeah. I mean, like, for me, I'm like, there's, there's space here, but I just there's not I guess there's not like a ton of people like people are just more southern in the state like I know lots of people that maybe like go to like school in Milwaukee or like Madison but then it's like I'm up in Green Bay like northern Wisconsin like just hanging out so (laughs) I mean like eventually like bound to find someone in Rhode Island but (laughs) yeah Um, Is there anything else that you would like to add? So I think basically just to circle back this whole conversation is that digital marketing is just so important to help your business stand out. Like everyone is hanging out on social media these days and consuming information. So you got to just stay in the crowd, stay in front of the crowd. And if you feel like you lack in that department, then you need to hire out like it's going to be so beneficial for you to hire a social media marketing company just between like brand awareness and lead gen like we 
be generations. Sorry, return. No worries. <laughs> there will always be a return on your investment that you put into a company or an agency like us. So just just keep that in mind when it comes down to social media marketing. Like it will that that is like marketing of like today of 2020. Like this decade is going to be all online, all digital, and you gotta make sure if you wanna keep running your business that you're staying on top. Like you gotta stay top of mind. For sure. And then where can we find you? Any of your socials? List them all. <laughs> Hey, I think it's perfect to have a Facebook group with a little bit longer of a name because then when people go to search it, they will find you for sure. It's definitely <laughs> That's the thing. Well, I appreciate you being on. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. You can keep up with me in between episodes on Instagram at Megan.Roshak is my personal page. And then at Megan Till Midnight Pod is the show page. Also, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Megan Till Midnight on Apple Podcasts if you like what you've heard or if you have not already. I have another amazing episode planned for next, next week. I'm excited for you guys to hear that one. So I will talk to you then.